All right, well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Christ Central Church. Great to see you. Thanks for those who are joining us online. My name is Joe Crummy, and I'm going to be sharing today. And this morning's a little bit different because I'm going to try to sort of do a recap of what we feel God's been saying to us as a church over the last 12 to 18 months and kind of where that's leading us. And then how do we respond if we believe God's leading us and speaking to us? Then how do we respond to what God's saying, both personally for us as a local church. And so this applies to all of us. So for all of our kids, teens, Gen Z, millennials, the rest of us who wish that we were still Gen Z and younger, we're all included, okay? God wants to speak to every one of us. And some of those who are younger today, God wants to, some of the things we're talking about, God wants to get these things into your life at an early age that's going to both glorify Him and help Him, but also for you. So during COVID, um, and talking to many of you in my own life, and just seeing and talking to people really literally from all around the world, we see that God has been using this time to bring revelation. God's been revealing some things in our lives, both personally, as a local church, on the global church. So as we're starting, here's my question, and for those who are online, you can be thinking about this as well. What are some areas of your life that maybe you know believe and understand that God has been revealing in you that maybe need some attention or maybe need to change. Can you think about that for a moment? In this last 18 months, under sort of the stress of COVID and all these different changes, have you had any sort of realization, that, oh, maybe there's something that needs to change in my life? Can you think about that for a moment? Is that a true for you? And if so, do I have anyone who's brave, and I had two people share in the first meeting, which we'll hold off for a moment, and see, is anyone brave enough to maybe give an example of maybe an area of your life that you realize over the last 18 months, God's been drawing attention to that, and maybe some changes need to be made? Is anyone brave enough to share that with us? You... Thank you, Marley. So Marley was just sharing. She's understood that she's really good at worrying, like expert level PhD in worrying. You nailed it. You've covered the queen of worry. That's a great title to have. Thank you, Marley, for being honest. Margaret. Whew. Margaret, you, you've just summed up what we're going to talk about. So Margaret's just sharing, in case you didn't hear, just how her relationship with God has suffered. It needs work. Well, thank you for being honest, and my heart is with you. You're not the only one, okay? And so, and in the first meeting, people just talked about how we've had distractions and even some addictions that have just been exposed, and you realize that, oh, man, we need some changes. I've been kind of polling this week, that sort of question, and there's been some good things as well. So let me just share some of the good things that have kind of come up in the last 12 to 18 months. There's been resiliency. People have persevered through some very difficult things. People have been adaptable, and we as a church, we had to adapt, and those, some good things have come out of that. There's been a care for others that have come, and we've been concerned about those who've been isolated and different things. Here's probably one of the biggest ones. People say, you know what? I I'm so much more thankful for everyday things that before I just took for granted. So people are much more thankful. Like, you know, I just went about my daily life before and I never even 
thank God for X, Y, Z. But in COVID, I realized, oh man, when something's kind of taken away, I'm really thankful for that. And for some people, it's allowed a bit of time to slow down and realize, okay, God slowed things down for me to be able to rethink some things. Now, there's been some not so good things either, as has just been shared. And so this is what people have said. Change is hard. Just, we just have to admit there's been a lot of change and there'll be more changes this week. (laughs) It's hard and we get COVID fatigue and goodness, we're so many decisions we have to make and then it changes and all of that. And it's frustrating and stressful and it's painful. And we get fear and isolated, anxiety, worry, anger, offense, impatience. And for many, life actually got busier. So it didn't slow down. For many, life got busier. So that's kind of on a personal level, and that affects us as a local church. On a global scale, as far as church-wide, and I'm not sure how many of you would be aware of some of these things, but I'm just going to say it because it kind of fits into what we believe God's been saying to us, not just here, but probably across um, the Christian church. There's been so many Christian leaders that we have loved and respected and honored and followed over the last couple of years that God's just revealed that there's been a lot of sin and mess in people's lives. So sexual sin, abuse of power, bullying, like all kinds of inappropriate behavior, and God has brought it to light. And it's been a shock, and it's been saddening, it's been frustrating, anger. And my question in some of these things is like, like how did this happen? Like how do these things happen. And yet, God is present. God is faithful. God is at work. God is still acting. So, question, how do all this apply to us? Let me try to bring that in. For us as local church, probably in the last 25 years, God sometimes just speaks through a certain verse or certain thing that you kind of hear over and over and over again that's sort of a theme. And for us, as a church, Isaiah 54 has been one of those passages in Scripture that we've, we really feel God has spoken to us many times, especially verse 2, and I'll just read it. And this is regard to us as a church and following Jesus. And many times God has used this sort of phrase to help us move forward. And this is what the prophet Isaiah said back in the day. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. So if you can picture a big tent kind of like over at Jazz and Blues that God has spoken many times, like we got to strengthen our stakes. They got to go deeper and we got to lengthen. We got to make room for what God wants to do. Well, I was reminded of that. And here in Acts 6, verse 5, and this is where we are as we've been going last year through the book of Acts. A very similar thing. Just one sentence, but I think it really narrows down what God's saying to us. Acts 16, 5. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers, which I'm going to say is the lengthen part. And I think these two words summarize God's heart and God's will for where we're at as Christians and as this local church. God wants to strengthen. God wants our roots to go deep in Christ. And Mark was talking about that last week, and one of the key parts is knowing our identity in Christ. God wants to form and to shape and to mold us to be like his son, Jesus Christ. God wants Christ to be central, and that's the name of our church. 
we want Christ to be central in every aspect of our lives, in our mind, in our thinking, in our actions, in our emotions, in, how, in our attitudes. And God wants to lengthen. God wants to, us to live our lives sharing and serving and obeying the commands of Jesus to love our neighbors and to go and make disciples, to be strengthened in the faith, to love God more and to become more like Jesus and to lengthen for the church to grow daily in numbers. That growth comes as we love our neighbors and as the gospel goes forth and Jesus transforms lives. And folks, both of them are interconnected. You can't separate them. As we strengthen in Christ, it will spill out and affect those around us. As we reach out and love and serve others, guess what? We actually grow in Christ. We're going to talk more about that next time. So I have helped you out because today we're just going to focus on the strengthen. And then next time I speak, we're going to talk about the lengthen. And usually on Vision Sunday, and we've done many of these, it's more like a pep talk. It's like, come on, people, let's go, come on. It's like, it's exciting. Well, today's exciting, but it's kind of a different tone. It's more like, it's more of a humbling tone to say, folks, and I think, Margaret, you summed it up, okay? It's like, hey, my relationship with Christ has suffered, and some things need some work on. And folks, I think I can say, for me personally, for us as a church, hey, we're not, we use different phrases, we're not kind of not where we want to be, we're struggling on some things, it's been hard, but God is speaking to us, and there's encouragement here this morning as we share that God's still with us, and God is molding and shaping us. So let's take a look at some of these things. Strengthen, so the churches were strengthened in the faith. As Margaret just so well put, I think we've realized that in the last 18 months, maybe our roots in Christ weren't as deep as we thought, so, as they, as we thought they were. <laughs> Some things have been, it's been a stretching time. It's been a difficult time. And so my reflection is this. Why, why weren't our roots in Christ so deep? And I'm going to give some answers that I feel just trying to survey and discern what is taking place. Number one answer, I think, is this. In our culture and in our lives and talking to many of us, is this. We're just busy. The busyness and the pace of our daily lives really works against our relationship with God. So when I ask most people, how are you doing? Most people say, good, but busy. And I catch myself saying that. Oh, things are good, but man, things are busy. And these are some of the words people use to describe their life. I feel rushed. I feel busy. I feel hurried. I feel distracted. I feel exhausted. I just feel like I'm in survival mode all the time. And most of the time, it's a battle for our time. And probably the biggest battle for many of us is right here. It's our screen time. And Apple does a funny thing every Sunday morning, and it tells me how much screen time I did this past week. And so this morning, I got up, and the first thing it said, knowing what I was going to speak on, your screen time increased 30% the last... <laughs> and I'm like, no! And I won't get you to raise your hand, but you just think about it. So, Angela and I, 
the summer, we did a bit of an inventory, a forensic on our finances, because I was just curious. I'm like, I wonder how much money we're spending on social media, internet, phones, everything. Because I kind of thought I knew, but when I really did, it was shocking. And I've asked many of you in talking, I said, how, guess how much we spend on, and most people said this number, and ours was probably much double, and we're low end of what it is. So then I'm like, I'm going to do an inventory of my time. Because we're busy, and we don't have time to do things. So, between Netflix, Apple TV, Crave, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, cable, apps, gaming, sports, podcasts, a lot of time spent on all of the above, which aren't evil necessarily and aren't bad, but without boundaries, they become time-consuming, distracting, and actually controlling of our lives. And if we survey and if we say, let's pretend for a moment, if 95% of what goes into our brains and our minds and into our spirit and into our emotions and into our eyes and into our ears and into our hearts and everything is from all of the above that I just mentioned, then the 5% of our maybe one-minute Bible verse per day, our one-minute devotion, our one-minute prayer, and we're fitting in one hour in 15 minutes maybe on a Sunday morning compared to everything I just mentioned, I think it's understandable that probably our time that we commit to being formed and shaped by Jesus is insufficient for us to become more like Jesus. So busy, distracted. Second thing, as I took a bit of a forensic of my life, is this. And this is, this is the brutal, honest, humiliating part. Is a lot of times, I don't actually do what Jesus says for me to do. So if I read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and I see what Jesus said, and then what I'm actually doing, I can kind of get, I can kind of justify it. <laughs> I'm kind of in the general area. <laughs> but I'm not always doing what Jesus did, so that's that. And then I'll talk more about this on the lengthen part, but I just think in, in my life in Christianity and in local church, we have, I call, we call the bystander effect. Have you ever heard of the bystander effect? So like if there's an accident and something happens, we all kind of just watch and we're kind of like somebody else will deal with it. Someone who's more qualified will deal with it. And so in church life, you know, I'm not going to share my faith because someone else, if I can just get them to Mark or Joe or Jody or they, they'll... If I can just get into Alpha, they'll... But it's never like, well, maybe actually God wants to work through me to share my story, or this is how I read the Bible, or this is how I... We'll come back to that more. But folks, you've heard us, and we say it all the time. There's a battle for our souls every day. And there's a battle for the souls around you. And whether you realize it or not, we're all being formed by something and into something. And as a follower of Jesus, we should be being formed into the image of Christ more and more and more. As the Bible says, from one degree 
to another. And sometimes I feel like I'm going in the opposite direction. So here's what I feel God's saying to us. And this is what we're going to journey through over the next, you know, year. Well, forever, but until Jesus comes or we go to glory. But that we're going to be more mindful of is how can we continue to learn together? So how do we personally and how do we together help each other to position ourselves and create and sustain pathways and patterns and habits and practices and spiritual disciplines that facilitate God changing us to become more like his son, Jesus. So how do we help and encourage one another in our lifestyle choices and our decision-making that creates space for us to be in position to be changed by Jesus? So how do we create space in our busyness to actually wait on God, and as the Bible says, to be still and know that I am God. How do we carve out that time? How do we carve out time to be able to discern and hear God's voice? How do we, as Mark was saying last week, how do we create time to be in God's word, to renew our mind with the truth of God's word? How do we go on being filled with the Holy Spirit? How do we grow in God's word and obedience? How do we grow in using our spiritual gifts to serve others? How do we prioritize and be aware that God wants me to share my faith with those around me. If we're so busy, we are just about me, myself, and I. And here's, an, here's, an, here's the big step. How do we create time to reflect and process things like this? So this is, this is in the Joe Crummy real life, real action part. How do we slow down enough to ask ourselves these questions? Why am I reacting this way to something that's going on? Like, why is this person annoying me? Why is what they said offending me? Why am I angry about this? Why am I worried about this? <laughs> Dave's getting out of the way. I'm looking at Marley and Dave just goes, mm. <laughs> How do we process why am I feeling so ashamed about this? Why am I canceling this person? Why am I being canceled? Like, are, are we wrestling through some of these really core issues of becoming more like Jesus? Like, are we slowing down and saying, Jesus, what do you want to teach me through this? How are you shaping and molding and forming me? How does the gospel of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word and the help of the Holy Spirit and the encouragement of one another, how is God using all those things to form me to be more like his son, Jesus? I was having this conversation with someone this week, and this is what they wrote me, and they gave me permission to share, which I thought was a really helpful summary of everything I'm trying to convey to you. They said this, I fully believe that it is because I am secure in Christ, everything Mark was talking about last week from Ephesians 1, and what Christ has done for me in creating a new identity, this gives me the freedom and security to go there in my personal life with an aim to become more like Jesus in every area of my life. So knowing 
that God loves us and has saved us and demonstrated his love for us by Christ dying on everything we just sang about earlier, and knowing that I'm accepted in Christ allows me the safety and security to go there to say, I need help. And I need to figure out how can I apply the gospel and everything God's provided that works its way down into my attitudes and emotions and actions. So two weeks ago, here on Sunday morning and Sunday evening, we prayed as a church for three key things. Does anyone remember what we prayed for two weeks ago today? Three things. We were praying for God's presence. Thank you. I heard that. Whoever was that? Thank you. We were praying for God's guidance. And here's a hint. We were praying for God's power. Thank you, Noah. Neve answered in the first one. I thanked her afterwards. I said, Neve, way to go. Wait, way to speak up. And she goes, actually, my dad told me the answer. <laughs> I was like, way to go, Neve. Thank you for being honest. She's being honest. There we go. It's already happening. God's presence, God's guidance, God's power. And we've been praying that for days, weeks, months, years. And here's where we're, we're landing this. If you were here with us last Sunday, and if you weren't, I'm going to, I went back on the live stream, which is great to be able to do because it's recorded. And I believe God graciously, two weeks ago we were praying for these things. And last Sunday, I think God helped answer a lot of our prayers. So here's, here's the two things I'll share. If you were here last week, Gary talked about this. Gary talked about an electric panel in a house. So if you can imagine, if you're here in person, there's an electric panel right on the wall over there. Sorry if you're watching online. I won't make you dizzy and try to take the iPad over there. And this is what Gary said. There's an electric panel in a house. And this was God speaking through Gary. I want to send my power. I'm going to send my power, yes. But before I do, I need to upgrade your capacity. Whew. We're praying for God's power. We're praying for God's manifest presence. We're praying for God's guidance. And God's saying, I'm going to send it. But before I do, there's some changes that need to take place. I need to upgrade your capacity so that you can handle my power and so that you can shine and impart and serve those around you so that they can see and know God. That's the lengthened part we're going to talk more about next time. I will supply and feed my house, you and I, with power, and therefore you will serve and service the areas around you, and people will know love, light, and truth. That's what God spoke through Gary last Sunday morning. And I was going, yes and amen. But I'm kind of going like, yes, but how? And then Joel came, and Joel's an electrician. And Joel shared very vulnerably about a lot of changes in his life. And that's hard and difficult because God's working on his life. And it's messy and painful. And Joel talked about how that week as an electrician, he had to change a panel and he was saying what a mess it was. So this is my illustration. Okay, it's messy. Because that's kind of, this, our lives can feel like this sometimes. And Joel was saying like, it's a lot of work. Uh, can I just say, for any Star, Wa Star Wars people, this is like C-3PO all messed up and <laughs> Chewbacca has to put them back together. That's what it reminds me of. It's messy. And Joel was saying this. This is what Joel has to do. 
It's like every wire I got to sort through and I got to straighten it out and I try to figure out which wire it is and it's mislabeled and they're burnt at the end and Joel's like, I got to fix them and I got to get them all lined up one by one and it's like, there's a lot, right? Like it's, and some are big and some are small and some are like really tiny ones. And Joel was sharing, I had to take them all, straighten them all out, fix them, rename them. And he said, but when I do all that, and it takes time and it's a cost, but when I do all that, he said this, there's order, but there's room for growth because it now has an increased capacity. And Joel says it one at a time, at a cost, and he was talking about his own life. It's scary, but it's so good. And Joel said this, because just, I just wrote down what he said. It's reworked and redone and remade, both for quiet power and big things. So folks, God rewiring us and all that, to me the quiet power is like, it's the fruit of the Spirit. Like, it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, like those things. Do we need those in our lives and in our world today? And we want some big things as well. I mean, I always think like, man, we want legs growing and arms being healed and cancer gone and people raised from the dead like big. Well, God, God wants to increase our capacity for fruit of the Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. And then passionate, I think passionate's here, passionate. Thank you last week, because online, Passion wrote this, so thank you for those who contribute online. He said, as Gary and Joel shared those things, Passionate wrote, we need to enlarge, stretch, increase our capacity to handle God's power and his move in our church. So folks, this is just, that's what we believe God's saying. And so we're seeking, as leaders and as shepherds of this flock, we're, we're seeking to combine the truth of this gospel, this good news of Jesus Christ, his life, death, resurrection, ascension, his second coming, the things we we're singing about, that Jesus saves us from a life apart from God. And listen to Mark's message last week as he explains that more fully. Our part is to believe God's truth with faith and receive the gift of salvation, all grace. Then we're saved from Satan's power and we're saved from the power of sin and we're saved from death and we're saved from an eternity apart from God. We're saved into a new kingdom. Our identity changes, all that in Ephesians 1. We're saved for God's glory and God's purposes. We're saved to know God and to enjoy God and to become more like his son, Jesus. We're saved into a family. We're called to obey Jesus and his teachings and commands. So it's this, it is both a supernatural, in a sense, one-time birth, along with every day, a thousand little choices. And so some things we're gonna talk about over the next few weeks, months, years, you need to have the salvation birth. Jesus said, you have to be born again. You gotta be born of my spirit, born into a kingdom, all of that. And so some of the things we're gonna talk about, rest and Sabbath and all these things, if you don't have that born again in the Holy Spirit in you, some of these things can just kind of be duty. However, you're born again, radical change, but sometimes we can just think, well, that's it, and then I just go on living my life as I did, and we miss out on, no, part of being a disciple, an apprentice is, Jesus said, go make disciples, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and 
teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. That's the context that we want both. And folks, sometimes in order to create the space and all these sort of things, it means we have to say no to some other things. We have to say no to other things in order to say yes to ways that facilitate Jesus changing us. So over the next few weeks and months, and we're going to be talking about things like this, fasting, prayer, Sabbath rest, boundaries on our screen time. How do we process change? How do we process grief and hurt in order for us to grow healthier, which actually is going to be a witness to the world? And I found this quote from Terry Virgo, who's kind of father of our family of churches, and he said this, and I think it helps sort of summarize what I'm trying to say. He says this, discipline, and I'm going to add patterns, practices, pathways, pattern, you know, habits. He says, discipline will not make you godly or more like Jesus on its own. <laughs> Disciplines, patterns, practices, all that, will put you in a regular context where you can receive grace. You can receive the truth of God's word. You can receive the love of the Holy Spirit. You can receive encouragement from God. You can receive freedom from God as you understand, apply, and receive from Him. Only grace will make you godly and more like Jesus. Do you see the difference? Discipline in and of itself. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do all these things. That in and of itself isn't going to do it. But creating context through spiritual disciplines and practices and good decisions puts us in a context where God can mold and shape and change us. God is at work. So in closing, we as elder shepherd staff, as we talk through these things, we're trying to figure out, okay, is God asking us to make some radical changes? Like as a church, like do we cancel everything and we just seek to pray together? Well, that, there's, might, that might be a good, do we keep doing what we're doing? Do we do a hybrid? Do we change? So working all of that through, this is what we felt, is that we're going to keep the context that we have for God speaking and changing us. So we're going to continue our Sunday mornings. We're going to continue to worship, hear God's word, be together. And we thank you for those who are able to join on live stream if you can't be here in person. And just to say, our nursery and preschool is coming in two weeks' time, hopefully, October 3rd. We had, oh man, don't even get me going on the changes we had to do up here and everything. Just to say thank you for your patience. We're hoping in two weeks' time to have a nursery and preschool during the message part. We're going to continue with our life groups, which are weekly small group gatherings. There's a sign-up sheet you want to learn more. They're on different nights of the week, and it's a trying to create a context for us to apply some of these things into our lives. We're going to continue to do an alpha, which is a context to build friendship and explore more about Christianity and to journey together with people. We've got mini kids starting up this Tuesday morning, 10 to 11.15, for preschool and parents and caregivers. We're going to continue to pray. So we're praying tonight, 7.30. And then we've got just our normal things that need to be done. So we, we need more help cleaning the building, but we can do that together. So if you've got some time to help clean, you can sign up and we'll put a team together. We're just saying in all of those things right now, we've had many pictures, and you've been here if you're part of a local church, 
We've had many pictures, dreams, different things shared about. Right now, it seems like the tide's out a bit. Does that, if you can use that illustration, sometimes the tide comes in and we're like swept over and sometimes the tide goes out and it feels really dry. I think for many of us, we're feeling kind of dry. Personally and together as a church, you're like, hmm. We've had many pictures, the tide's out, but there's a tide coming in. But what do we do in the in-between? And it's always, we need to prepare. And I think that's the strength in part right now. Before God sends the next wave in, we need to get our roots deep. We need to make some changes in order to handle what God wants to do. Gary shared this with our leadership team back in June. And he had this picture, and you have to laugh if you know Gary, because Gary's an Apple guy. I think before Apple even existed, Gary was an Apple guy. And Gary shared this picture of Apple, and when the operating system uh, upgrades, and man, this happens to me on my computer and phone sometimes. It's so annoying sometimes, because it's like, I just want to use my phone, and all of a sudden it's like updating. You're like, no, not yet. I need to do something. And it's upgrading, and you, and you see this little line that tells you like how long, and then it says, 10 more minutes, and you're kind of like, oh, 10. And then some of the 10 seconds, you're kind of like, oh, 10 seconds. And guess what happens? Sometimes when it says 10 minutes, it's finished in 10 seconds. And sometimes when it tens, says 10 seconds, it takes 10 minutes. Because we're in the in-between. I'm kind of waiting. I know it's good. I'm upgrading. But I am kind of have to wait. And Gary shared this picture, and he's like, I think that's where our church is that we're, we're at an in-between. And Gary said, the thing is, I don't know how long it's going to be. And Neville spoke last month. Do you remember? He's talking about like momentum and that there's something new coming. But Neville's saying, I don't know what it's going to look like, but something's coming. Like, folks, we're hearing the same thing, different pictures, different ways, different things. But one of the things in the in-between is we want to strengthen. We want to prepare and that's the things we're going to look into over the next month. All right. Why don't you stand, and I'm going to ask the team to come. And um, All right. So this is what I'm going to ask us to do. You can do this online, too. Over the next couple of weeks, this is what would be really helpful, is, folks, we, we don't always hear, like, I believe God's speaking clearly. We don't always hear clearly, and we don't always get the interpretation <laughs> or the application right. So we're humbly saying, this is what we feel God's saying to us as a local church. What would be really helpful is we would love your feedback, and that feedback can come in many forms. It could be a text, a Facebook message, an email, just a conversation. But it would be really helpful, even it can be short, if just something like, you know what, Joe, that really resonates with me. Or it doesn't resonate. <laughs> you can say that too. <laughs> Maybe if you have some things where you're like, you know what, over the last 12 months or 18 months, I've really found this helpful in my life. I, did I made this change, and it really helped me in my walk with Jesus. We would love to be able to share some of the... We're all wired different, like... There's different things, but we would love to be able to hear. And we want as a body to be able to say, we just read in Acts 15, we just came through it in the early church. They were able to say this, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us.
we would love to be able to say it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us that this is what we believe God's saying. And you might help flesh out. I haven't been too prescriptive on what we're going to do. We're still figuring some of that out. But here's the thing. And next time we're going to talk about lengthening, which goes hand in hand with the strength. And so I just want to pray and then we'll worship. And um, sorry, a message just, this is the good thing about technology is a message just came in about what I've just been speaking. Julie, why don't you just come and share (laughs) instead of me reading it. I'm going to get Julie to share because it's everything that we're just talking about. That's that's some very helpful immediate feedback, okay? You love getting a message while you're speaking. Your message is really speaking to me. <laughs> the joys of technology. Go, go ahead, I was going to wait till, till yep. they were going, but this is great. Um, yeah, we've, we've just had a, a, only maybe a few weeks really ago, starting through this process. But even prior to that, um, in COVID, really felt like God was calling us, or me especially, um, to unhurry. Um, mm-hmm. And I hadn't read John Mark Comer or anything, um, yeah. but I just felt like um, slowing down, I was able to realize during, during COVID that I can't go back to the old patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not working and I don't like who I am in that, in that pattern and in that place. And uh, starting to evaluate and work through some of those things. Um, but also realizing over the last few weeks that as you do that, um, it, like that whole capacity building thing, it can be quite a painful process. Things yes. come up <laughs> yep. um, and it's, you, you end up maybe under more pressure than ever before. That's how it's felt over the last couple of weeks. Um, and kind of going, ah, I can't, <laughs> I can't cope. And I thought you wanted me to slow down. Um, and, and then realizing that you just maybe you don't so i have a little picture to explain i was asking god about all of this um because daniel's been struggling with not having a job lined up for this fall and um and i thought i was supposed to be home more with the kids and how does this all line up god and what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) and then realizing um that the supports that i was relying on and the crutches i had and the to just keep on going and the stiff upper lip of the British background in my life and all of those things failed me. <laughs> um, and so what am, I, what am I trusting in and what am I relying on? And I had a picture of Gabby and Santiago had lent us one of those skating supports and I'm not Joe on skates, like I, <laughs> I'm a novice. <laughs> um, and I, so I can go to the rink and I can skate and, and muddle about and eventually get to the end on my own. Um, but I'll probably fall flat on my face halfway there or whatever, but um, maybe I'll look good partway there, but I'll fail halfway across. Um, or I could just lean on the trusty old kid-friendly orange crutch and I'll get there in the end probably faster than I would have relying on my own stupid skates. Um, and I felt like God was saying, he's just been bringing that back to me over the last few weeks over and over again, like, who cares if you look foolish, just trust me um, and, and rely on me. And we've been doing a lot of uh, fasting and praying and um, it really brings up a lot of areas as you go through that process where you realize 
oh, wow, look at that thing. That was badly labeled. <laughs> um, why am I identifying with that in this area of my yeah. life instead of Jesus, you know, over mm -hmm. and over again? And so, yeah, I just, I'm really actually very excited. I think it's a good place for all of us to come and um, build more capacity by identifying what's going on in our hearts. Um, yeah, so just thanks, Joe. I'm yeah. really excited to see what's going to happen and, and where we go with it. So, Amen. Yeah. Right on, Julia. Thank you. Orange props. Yeah, I'm gonna say we're we're holding on, man. <laughs> Julia, thank you so much. That's really helpful, and thanks for your honesty. And and folks, it is difficult. Like, there's no way around it, but it's good, and it's for the long term. It is. So let's just pray and ask for God's help. Father, we just submit all these things to you, Lord. We trust that, Lord. It's because you love us, <laughs> Lord, that you reveal things and you don't let us. Lord, deal, like, just keep living with a mess. Lord, you're in your kindness, Lord. You reveal things, and you label things, and you bring things to the surface, and God, because you want us to become more like your son, Lord, that brings you glory, but it, Lord, it helps us and helps those around us. So, Lord, we just submit over these next few days and weeks and months, Lord, form us, shape us, mold us, conform us to the image of Christ. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name, amen.